welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber. My name is Larry Wu. And I'm Curtis Withers. Uh, the song that you just heard is, of course, um, the end credit uh, theme to the uh, film The Warriors in the City by the great, great uh, Joe Walsh, uh, maybe the most underrated of the Eagles. And uh, that that later on in the show, we'll, we'll be talking about our review of The Warriors. Um, but I, I before we before we get off this, I I saw his name in the credits in the opening credits, and I thought, no, <laughs> and I totally <laughs> forgot that he did do the end credit song. Oh yeah, uh, but but uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. But but we'll we'll talk about the Warriors in a little bit. But uh, so Curtis, uh, Thanksgiving passed. We're back in phase two light, if you will, mm-hmm. in Toronto. Uh, so living the COVID lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling really bad for those losers that got picked out as things that were forced to close. Um, you know, it's not an easy decision, um, but it's it's kind of hard to swallow when, you know, you might be that gym that uh, never had any problems um, or even a restaurant that's doing quite well and, you know, never had a a case internally as well. And then you're kind of told you got to shut down again. So, yeah, it is. um, It is unfortunate. And, you know, I'm, you can probably say that, you know, the vast majority of places did their due diligence and made their places as safe as possible. But um, yeah, I guess it's, you can't really um go you can't you can't really uh uh do this kind of a do these restrictions on a venue by venue basis or it would just be too you know like i guess i guess this is just uh the only way to really to really do it and do it effectively is to is to take this this measure and it is too bad i heard that uh the brass taps which is a a a pub that i that i really liked uh at uh sort of um uh Danforth and Pate area, I guess, uh, closed down. They just this once once they once the the, the government said we're going to have to close again. They said we we can't we can't do it. We can't do another another uh, even even for a month. We can't do it. And I think they had applied to get uh you know a uh, a patio space for that under that cafe to program. You know, a lot of places on Danforth, I guess, other streets too got expanded sort of patio space onto the sidewalk and they applied for that and they got denied because they're too close to a major intersection. So they, uh, they basically nothing went their way. Right. And, uh, you know, and that's like 20 years or whatever they were open. Now they're gone. And, and, and it's tough when you're a bar and you're, you know, you're making most of your money off of selling booze. Like it's one thing to kind of, you know, be a restaurant but if people are not going to your place for the food and it's really, you know, to go and drink and socialize, and that was kind of like a community meeting spot. And when you don't have that, it's like, well, move on. It, yeah, it's, it's, you're, I think the second time around, you're not going to um, see, you're going to see a lot of people just not being able to come back from it. I, I want to know how some of the bars in my area stay open. Um, Cause as you say, like, if you have like, yeah, if you have, if you have, you know, a, a good menu, you know, a reason that people will want to go to, to you for takeout or, or delivery or whatever, you can, you can kind of make you go of it a little bit, but there's uh, there's like bars in my area that are just like, they're like, you know, sort of spit and sawdust taverns. I think like the only thing on the menu, the only thing you can get to eat there is like a bag of chips and a pickled egg kind of thing. But they still stay open. Like they the stayed lap, open yeah. through the whole first lockdown, and now there's one called the Flag- Flamingo Tavern, and they just have like three or four sad tables. And then there's people just outside drinking their Labatt Blue, just like <laughs> <laughs> refusing, refusing to see the Flamingo go down. Well, the thing is, I it's it's that or these places have a healthy balance sheet. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. have cash stowed away squirreled away for an uh, an, uh, an event like this um mm-hmm. where some places the owners are like dipping into the till and nothing's being put back into the business um like bars make a healthy margin right but well, i think yeah i think like the just the way that this industry is 
you you have to you have to have you have to be conservative with your money um and you have to have a healthy balance sheet and so i think that there are you know when they do the surveys there's always that percentage of bars saying like no matter what happens we'll be back and i think those are those are the ones that like either fortuitously or just through like good accounting or like a good business model are able to sort of like, or have those sort of that the, those those contingency funds for when something like this happens hmm. and you you gave me a memory uh when you said pickled eggs um of of very famous bar in uh uh the market in ottawa which is uh the chateau lafayette mm-hmm. and uh I I went there. I went. I was to say I went back there probably about. I'd like to think seven years ago. And uh, yeah, the place has quite changed, right? But uh, I think it still had the jar of pickled eggs on the on the bar. Probably the same yeah. one that was there when I first went to the lab. Same, same eggs, I guarantee. You, um, same eggs. Another another business that has went has gone has announced that they're closed for good. Um, Anyone who grew up in the 905 in the 90s would uh, recognize this place. It was first called uh, Sega City uh, when they opened just outside of uh, Square One, um, later on renamed and uh, the Palladium. So the mm-hmm. Palladium at Square One uh, after, geez, it must be, it must be pretty much uh, 30 years. <laughs> Am I doing my math? <laughs> uh, closing, closing its doors for good. I had no idea they were still open. <laughs> really? No idea. Oh my god! They yeah. had one in Toronto. Remember, they had a second one in Toronto that was they, like in the entertainment district. They did. And they that closed. They did it. It's it's now a it's now a Marshalls. It it is a Marshalls. That's correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I had no. I guess maybe just I hadn't. I, I like I had been to the Palladium a few times, especially when I worked in Aaron Mills. It was like we'd go on our lunch sometimes. Yeah, but um, I uh, I hadn't been there in so long, and I just assumed that it had closed. Like, well, I think it's a tough thing for them as well because they the the shift to the redemption games because no one's making stand up arcades anymore, right? Let's mm-hmm. let's face it. So there are all these redemption games. So it's basically Kitty Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have some cabinets that are basically, oh look, there's a PS4 inside, and I'm playing Street Fighter Five. Um, but uh, you know, I think the days of those arcades are kind of gone. But also, in today's age, it's like that's a lot of real estate. So I think they closed it because I I I wouldn't be surprised if Cineplex owns the land, and it's probably just more valuable to them to just sell it at this point. Yeah, I think so. And like for 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 me, like I used to like going there and uh you know, hunting for sort of like old games, old platformers and stuff which they would have. And then they got phased out for like you were saying the redemption games or like the big event games, like you know, those the the ones that cost like the the quarter eaters where you sit in a car, you know, or you're snowboarding or whatever, you know, and there's like you know, like you're on an actual snowboard sort of, sort of, that's the controller and you shift around, you know, and then, and then you, and then, and then your avatar goes down the the slope or whatever. And uh, you can never, you never get like a ton of playing time for your money. Uh, so like, I, I preferred to go to like, you know, tilt or the Z80 where you would just pay $5 cover and play Ms. Pac-Man all night long. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to play those games. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but uh, it's also a tough time for that whole parent company, right? Like Cineplex is another, they were told to close. Theaters were told to close. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that I don't think there's been any um, infections at a theater. Like I think people stayed away from theaters to begin with. <laughs> Um, but, uh, they're, they're now hurting, right? Because now theaters are closed, movies aren't Mm -hmm. being released. So they're probably in a really, really tough spot right now. 
Yeah, I don't know when that when I'm finally gonna get to see that Black Widow movie that I keep. Uh, keep uh, yeah, time. you're gonna keep waiting, son. <laughs> um, I almost I, went to the Cinesphere to see Tenant, but uh, I ended up not going. I, 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 I'm trying not to live in too much fear, but going to a theater is one thing. I don't think I'm. I'll, it'll probably be like one of the last things I'll like. I miss going, but I think it'll be one of the last things I'll do. I've been to one movie this year, and it was at TIFF, but it was uh, it was outdoor, like it was an outdoor oh, movie. Oh yeah. So so was and it like a drive-in or like a seated drive-in or? It was uh it wasn't a drive-in. It was at the Ontario Place grounds, which is where where I saw that the Cinesphere was showing Tenet. But uh, um, it was uh, so it was it was really cool. It was like there was a, a socially distance distant plots, and each plot had two muskoka chairs so two people uh would sit there and then you had like a a, a lot of space and there'd be another plot with two muskoka chairs and you had a little table so you could go and get some wine and uh stuff like that well the mm-hmm. only thing is it was freaking cold it was september oh. um and i remember last september two septembers ago like it didn't get it didn't get cold until like like well into well into the month or if not october that started to get cool this night was like 10 degrees plus you're right on the lake like i almost froze to death watching a uh what <laughs> watching watching my uh my indie palestine palestinian indie love film that other i went to see of of, of unrequited love it was requited <laughs> it was requited at the very end, it was requited. Okay, that that's good. They have they you know the people in Gaza have a lot of uh, you know they have they have they have a lot to deal with, but love love still wins out. Who's been screwing with this machine? <laughs> All right, well let's head to the headlines. Uh, obviously, there's the everything going on in the states. We don't need to talk about that. It's it's it, it's it's just it just I just shake my head every time I read the headlines of what's going on and um, even talking to American friends and, and hearing their experience about voting like the whole act of going and voting and I was like no wonder why no one votes in the states like he was talking about lining up for two hours today mm-hmm. before he got to vote and then obviously they're they're not voting just for the presidency but there's like a, like another thousand things that they're ballot has on and i was like geez like and and like i just don't understand and then obviously you have parties in the states that are trying to prevent people from voting i think Mm -hmm. i don't want to go as far as saying that but still it's it's man those guys need to really get their act together but well it's been a problem for like a lot of them remember the hanging chads from the uh the 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 first time bush won which Mm -hmm. i guess was what like two two thousand or whatever the hanging chads uh from the from the the, the, all those florida ballots got um got got disqualified because the the chad wasn't punched all the way through and i'm like how how are they still using this system (laughs) i thought this was supposed to be the greatest democracy in the world they can't that that's like an archaic system can I can, can I just move one jelly bean from one bowl to another? Can can we just count that? It's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. I, so. I, like we we get the day off to vote in Canada. It takes me and I'm not even no hyperbole. It takes me ten minutes. Yep. Door to door. And I I, I was telling that to my 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 friend who they they were explaining their experience. I was like, you know, you realize up in Canada land, I get my voter's card, I show up to a poll that's for my neighborhood. So not no one can go there except for people in my neighborhood. And I show my ID, I check, I'm out of there. Maybe with luck, I'll get a little sticker that says I voted. <laughs> and But that's the whole experience. I don't need to take the day off. Like if I had to wait two hours, like, yeah, I, I'll probably have to take a half day off from work. And who would yeah. want to do that? And it's like, yeah, they keep telling, they keep telling us at work. Like if you need time off to vote, you can take it. It's like, who needs time off to vote? Like the the, 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 poll, the polls are open like 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 what like eight to eight eight a.m. to nine a.m. or something like that. Yep, and it takes ten minutes. That's right. Oh well. All right, let's get to the headline. So this one is. Uh, 
I, I think this headline only has more of a uh, side story, which we'll probably talk about more. But uh, here's the uh, Canadian cursed in air in quotes Canadian cursed by stolen Pompeii relics returns them with a sorry. So I guess that's kind of a play on person being Canadian. So this is a woman mm-hmm. who I guess was um, in Pompeii and, you know, 15 years ago, she stole some type of artifact um, and she's had 15 years of bad luck since uh, taking it. So I guess it was like a pottery shard or and a piece of a brick wall um, that, that she had taken. Um, and, you know, she was basically saying, oh, I was young and dumb or whatever, but she, um, she seemed to have experienced some negative energy and, and, and she, what she had breast cancer twice and then had, um, some family issues, um, along the way. But the reason why I brought this headline up was it, it reminds me of this famous episode of the Brady Bunch, which I was devastated that you didn't know right away yeah i just don't remember individual episodes of the brady bunch i should <laughs> but i don't okay so so no no so and and this is this is why it's it this this story has more of a, a brady bunch twist to it so basically the brady bunch gang go to hawaii um i think the mike so the father's company sends them there for business so it's like all expenses paid so i, I i'm sure Mike Brady's company knows that he's got like six kids. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> six kids. And does Alice go as and, well? And, and, and Alice went. <laughs> Alice went. You know, there's there's this comedic scene of Alice, Carol, and Marsha learning how to dance in in the in the in the flower skirts, and of course she's still wearing her maid outfit. I think. Oh yeah. Um, so, but what happens is, um, I guess, uh, because. Mike's a architect, right? So they yeah. go to some kind of construction site and someone uncovers this old tiki charm. And um, basically Bobby takes it and, you know, he's warned that it's, it's you know, got bad luck or whatever. Um, and just bad things happen to the Brady's during their vacation. Um, other than the Brady's actually meeting famous uh, musician Don Ho on their trip. But other than that, you know, there's like this scene where there's this tarantula like in bed with Bobby and they, they, they shoo him away. Like no one ever actually gets hurt except for Greg, who's in this surfing contest. <laughs> you got to see it. Um, <laughs> lots of green screen. And so he, he gets into this accident and they, he doesn't drown, but he does have, he gets a little bump in. Um, but like, that's what it kind of reminded me of this head of this headline. I thought, Oh yeah, that episode of Brady Bunch where Greg gets the surfing accident, but uh, go because find. Because then they return the relic, right? Well, of course they, they have to return and, the relic and, yeah. and all is, all is fine. But yeah. Uh, so just like her. So the question is, it will her luck change after the Pompeii? <laughs> and if it, plan? if it doesn't, like, does she have to think what else happened 15 years ago? Like, did I eat like a bad burrito? Like, <laughs> maybe, she she ate, maybe she, no, no, you know, what? it probably wasn't the burrito, but possibly a nacho chip. The, sh- with the, that's the, the, the shape of Jesus or something like a blasphemous nacho chip exactly yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i hope it i hope her luck does change and well, uh and if it does then i hope that pe- that that people all over the world who have stolen things start giving it back <laughs> to change their luck could be the start of a positive trend oh no yeah no no for sure i i'm 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 hoping that that all goes well with her in her that library book that i still have from grade six i'll finally Oh, I hope I hope you better return it. Otherwise, you're gonna have serious bad luck. Mortgage my house in late fees. <laughs> it's called the Beaver. How he works. Uh, and it was for, that, for that, a project that I did, and I never did, returned did, it. Did did you did you finish your project? Did you at least get a good mark on it? I got I got I got an A. Oh, very good. Yeah, it's nature's engineers, right? Did you did you use that line? Um. 
I don't know if I used that line. I de- I I definitely did uh uh talk talk at length of their of their prowess of their of their uh their their industrious nature and their and their engineering prowess. But I don't know if I called them nature's engineers. I wish I had if I could have summed it up a lot a lot more succinctly than I probably did. Maybe I would have gotten A plus. <laughs> Oh no! I'm 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 sure you did. And then you know, give it. You need like an awesome picture of like a, a beaver and like a construction helmet. Do that really cheesy thing. Maybe a yeah, maybe a, 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 yeah. A, a like vest. like like some blueprints underneath one of its arms, <laughs> rolled up rolled up blueprints. Um, so, um, other headlines. So the NBA finished their, their, uh, season last week. Um, I think it was pretty much a sound beating by the, the Lakers. Um, though they, man, they, Butler did not want to go down without a fight and, and no, game four. Was impressive. I, that he was, was so impressive. impressive. Like, yeah. and did he, did I read that right? Did he only take like 40 seconds off the entire game? Yeah. Yeah, he played. He played almost the entire of a game. Uh, what was it? Game Game Five. They they won. They won Game Five. I think the fourth or sixth game. And yeah, he played pretty much the entire game. And and, and that, was insane. That, that, but that probably that probably put the nail in the coffin because that it's already a long season for these guys, even in the bubble, to do something like that. Like that probably jeopardized the next game. Like he probably like what kind of shape are you going to be in? Yeah. yeah, you're you're riding the high from that from that comeback victory where you know oh we shouldn't have won that or whatever, but he could not have been in great shape going into game six. Oh, well, it reminds me of a little bit of Lowry uh, when he had that big performance in game six against the Celtics, and then you know was uh, was clearly spent in game seven, like you know, end up fouling out and. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it was it's been a tough season for these guys. I, I, you see some of this, some of these uh, guys on 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 Twitter saying, "Oh, that there should be an asterisk for the Lakers uh, for this championship." Give me a break! What bullshit yeah. is that? Well, <laughs> people just like to hate on LeBron. I think I think that's just become a a a a a, a, a national pastime or even a sport onto itself, like. You know they were they were they were the best they were the best team for much of the season. They were the the the, the top Western Conference team. Yep. Um, for the whole season, and then and then in the in the, the playoffs, they were the best team. You know, like L.A. Clippers bowed out. You know, shamefully. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bucks bowed out. You know, the Raptors lost. Uh, yeah, they 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 were they were the only team that was as advertised, really. Like like Miami was the fifth seed, so none of the top four Eastern teams yeah could make it to the final. <laughs> well, because I, I I thought I thought oh the Celtics are totally going to beat Miami, and then when when it didn't happen, I was like oh okay this is going to be interesting. But you know, mm-hmm. um, but LeBron uh winning his fourth right in three teams, yeah, and, uh, and and Danny Green. Yeah, <laughs> they joined. They joined select company. Those, yeah, yeah the, the, uh, Danny Green three three championships on three different teams. Man, talk about being at the right place at the right time. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. take anything away from him, but he's also not exactly like a clutch, serious clutch player. No, like I mean, like I remember, like I, I loved him last year on the Raptors in the regular season, and then in the finals. You know he wasn't so great. Like he mm-hmm. made a couple of key mistakes, and they managed to overcome them. And it was the same in this. Like he, that game, that game uh, five, that where where Butler went like Super Saiyan and and beat them. He had a wide open three to win the game, and yep. he and he bricked it. Yep. And then of course, like he was getting death threat death threats. And by the way, death threats are like the are so cheap now. You get death <laughs> threats for anything. Like, how do you know when to be scared of a death threat? They're so ubiquitous; they mean yeah. nothing. It's ridiculous. Well, a death I, I, threat. I, I yeah, I, I think I do. I, I, I like brush off the death threat, but the one thing I, I saw was uh, Snoop Dogg calling him out. Maybe, maybe I think that has probably more weight than a death threat. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody wants to get called out by Snoop Dogg. I'll grant you. I'll grant you Snoop Dogg. <laughs> but, but just like your average mouth breather on Twitter, give me a break. And then he, I think he played pretty well, actually, in the in the final game. You know, like, he, yeah, he was, but he's definitely, he's the right place, the right guy. But yeah, so LeBron, so it's LeBron James, Danny Green, and they joined John, ex-Raptor John Sally and Robert Horry who's a seven-time champion uh, as the only other players to win championships on three different teams. Everybody thought it was going to be Kawhi this year. Didn't happen. Playoff playoff P did not show up. He did not. Well, or or, or maybe playoff P did show up and that, and that is what playoff P is. Oh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> maybe that, that is playoff P. So, um, with the NBA gone, so uh, NFL's in full swing. They're not doing a bubble either. And we're seeing their, like, they, they've had a few game incidences, right? Where they had to cancel some games. And Oh, yeah, yeah. They've had they've had some big problems. Like, baseball had big problems earlier on. And now uh, NFL's having some big problems. And yeah, it just goes to show, like, these, these precautions work. Yeah. NHL, no positive cases. NBA, no positive cases in bubble scenarios. Baseball and football, big problems. Yeah. Um, and also, NFL is... Well, the thing is that the NFL season's so short. Like, when you miss a game, like, how are they... Are they making them up somehow, or are they just... They're, they're going to they're gonna try to make them up, yeah. 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 And, like, there's been weird things in the schedule. Like, like Buffalo played uh yesterday like a rare tuesday night nfl game there's no game tomorrow uh which there there's usually a thursday night traditionally over the last few years has been a thursday night the 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 season kicks off with a thursday night sort of prime time game um uh so the yeah their schedule's been kind of all over the place because mm-hmm. you know certain teams have had to like get their get get games rescheduled or you know all of all of a sudden, like a game that they were supposed to play gets rescheduled, so they have to play in their bye week. You know, all kinds of kinds of stuff like that. The other league that's uh, been really hit hard by COVID is the the QMJHL, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So there's three major junior hockey leagues in Canada. There's the Ontario, the Western, and the Quebec, and uh, the Ontario and the Western haven't started yet. The Quebec League said, nope, we're going to start when we're supposed to start in October, like we do every single year. So they start after the first weekend. One team has 18 cases of coronavirus, uh, I think 18. And another team, and the team that they were playing against has eight. So those teams are shut down, like for the time being. Then Quebec is in, is, 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 is in, uh, a bit of a state right now. So they've got all these red zones, uh, which include Montreal, Quebec City, and it's recently been expanded to Gatineau. And uh, I can't remember if there's another one, but um, if you're in those red zones, you're not allowed to participate in team sport. You're not allowed to even practice. So that means that that like the Gatineau Olympics, the Quebec Ramparts, the uh, um, uh, Blainville, Boisbriand, Armada, who are just outside of Montreal and were the team that had the 18 coronavirus cases to begin with mm. can't play so they announced today that they're shutting down their two quebec-based divisions however the teams in the maritimes where <laughs> where they're in their own bubble yeah. can continue to play so they'll still be playing so it's turned into a five a five team maritime league there's actually six maritime teams but the uh, fredericton can't play because fredericton's in in a orange zone or whatever so yeah, the, the Quebec Major Junior League is continuing on as a five-team maritime league. So you've got a team in Charlottetown, you've got a team in St. John, uh, Halifax, Acadie Bathurst, and uh, I can't remember where the other one is. Oh, Cape Breton. So yeah, so, so, so I just don't get it. Like, what are they going to do? Like, the, these, the two... The, the two divisions that are all Quebec-based are completely shut down until at least October 28th. 
So uh, how are they going to make up those games? I don't understand at all. Uh, yeah, they're just making it up as their goal now. They but, totally are. And really, why did they start? Why? Why was? Why did they start when they did? They should have made. They should have scrapped this like right after the opening weekend when yeah. you had that many cases of of coronavirus. They should have just said this is a bad idea. So. And so this is this is the part because I, I I'm I'm kind of lost in time anyway. So at this point, uh, normally at this time of the year, NBA would actually be starting up their season along with the NHL, right? So yeah, no, yeah, we, NHL. I think NHL regular season would be underway. I think and NBA would be in uh, like exhibition. Like oh, okay, okay, exhibition. Yeah, they okay. usually start around Halloween. Now, now, have they talked about what the twenty twenty one season will start for both leagues? Or, yeah, uh, the NHL I think wants to start in January. I think I think they said the other day when they planned to start, and I thought it was in January. Uh, the NBA hasn't said for sure, and I heard today that it could be as late as March. Jeez, yeah. Uh... That's okay. You could always watch WWE wrestling. They're still going strong in the Thunderdome. <laughs> well, this is just it. Like uh, Florida is just crazy. Like they, they, like they, they announced that they are going to let people go into Miami Stadium oh. to watch the Dolphins with no COVID restrictions at all. They, 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 they really want to go for hum- uh, herd immunity, don't they? Yeah, I guess I want to prove that it that it that they can do it. Oh boy. Okay, definitely not looking forward to that, but always always <laughs> grateful for your insight in, in, in into the world of sports there, Curtis. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to our review for this uh episode. Okay. We can let the trailer keep rolling, but I let's not because a I just love the music for this movie. But that was 1979's The Warriors, cult classic, if you will. Um, probably ingrained so much into pop culture that people probably reference it without even knowing it. Um, action crime thriller. Though when you watch it, rewatch it today, you, you get a good laugh out of some of the kitschiness, I guess, that goes along with it. But uh, mm-hmm. um, just a quick synopsis before we kind of get into it. So this is basically the gangs of New York are summoned by this other leader, Cyrus, who is is, is another gang leader um, who assembles all the gangs of New York um, for a truce. Um, to basically take over New York. So almost like a preamble to escape from New York, I guess, where, where the gangs just kind of take over. Um, so this leader is very charismatic and it was well casted because the, the gentleman that does play it is comes off very charismatic in the, in the, in the show, in the movie, or well, at least for the little bit that he's in it, spoiler. Um, and the whole premise is Cyrus is assassinated um, in front of all the other gangs and one of the gangs from Coney Island, the Warriors, are being blamed for his murder. And the Warriors are trying to get back to their turf, as a gang would. Uh, but uh, being... Uh, are they in the Bronx? For... They're they're very far away from, from uh, Coney Island. Yeah. They're, they're encountering all these different gangs who are um, trying to off the Warriors for what they've done. Um, and... They obviously did not do this. They were framed by another rival gang. Um, but um, uh, adventure ensues as the warriors try to make their way home. So it's like kind of one night, one one night, one shot to get home. Um, as we heard in the music, love the music. It's like that super attempted to be futuristic. What people thought futuristic music would be in the 70s. 
um, comes and then they realize. Then they realize it's just Maroon Five. (laughs) Exactly, it's just Maroon Five. Um, but I, when I watched this curse, I couldn't, I, I almost forgot. Like I, I saw it when I was probably in high school, got it from Blockbuster, had heard about the Warriors, knew about the, the, the myth about the Warriors movie. Um, I enjoyed it when I was in high school, but I think maybe because I knew it was a cult movie, I thought maybe I, I was trying to force myself to like it. But after rewatching the movie and, and I have to be very clear i did not finish watching the movie i i did have some technical difficulties but i still enjoyed it, it, it it's still it, it is very kitschy um but i i kind of enjoyed that um you know voyage home story i'm always a a, a a big sucker for it yeah i i well this was one of my favorite movies so i was i probably saw it when i was like i saw it when i was probably too young to see it like i saw it at, a, at like a friend who lived down the road us out of his place and uh and i i was just like loved it when i first when i first saw it um and i think because it's so comic book like in its presentation like these gangs are ridiculous there's a gang of mimes uh there's a gang of like bay city rollers uh there's a gang called the baseball furies who who you know dress up like uh you know, in, in pinstripe uniforms and carry baseball bats and paint their faces like like kiss. Um there's all these all these crazy, crazy gangs. The Warriors are are the uh no shirt leather vest gang. Um <laughs> and uh and and and, yeah, and a lot a lot of the a lot of the the, the African American uh gang members kind of went with that African look. Like they kinda had the beads, right? Like that that um what you'd think 70s disco, you know, trying to capture that um, African vibe going. Yeah. 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 There was like, like big, big hair, like, like, like big afros type of things. And the, yeah, the beads and, and, and a lot of shirtlessness. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think uh, it's, I've, 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 I've watched it a couple of times. Like this is one of the, the, movies that i've watched a few times since the other movies we've talked about the reviews it's been my first time watching them since uh since since i first saw it this one i've seen a few times and i love it i i i do love this movie it's it's uh it's it it it's kind of weird because like one of the things that we've talked about with the review is does it stand up yeah like today and i and i think like this is definitely of a time um when gangs in new york were a major issue right like that like like they don't exist to the same degree today or at least they're not as as overtly um prominent as they were in like the late 70s you know early 80s stuff like that like like some of the lore of this movie was that um you know they 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 filmed in like gang turf so like the actors who played the warriors or whatever gang had to take off like they had to make sure that they didn't leave set wearing gang colors even though they were fictional gangs Uh, they had to do like a lot of um sort of uh negotiations with gangs like i think they hired one gang to serve as like bodyguards and security uh i think some gang members ended up in the film like like legitimate gang members <clears throat> and uh and then there was also uh when it got released in theaters i think it was number one in its first week of release but there was like some gang violence at a couple of theaters because like the gangs would actually go to see it because they were interested in it and then they'd see rival gangs and so the <laughs> distributor oh, yeah. in a panic just pulled the movie mm-hmm because it probably would have made, I think it made money still, but it would have made, I think, quite a bit more money had it uh, had that not happened. It, it made about three and a half million on its opening weekend. Yeah, and then and then it was pretty much pulled after that. But uh, but you know, it's done it's done well in that. Like uh, you know, it's there there was like a, a you know, it's kind of lasted. Like it wasn't. It was like maybe like 
don't know, six or seven, eight years ago, there was like a pretty successful video game tie-in. Yep. Like for the Warriors. Like it's just kind of always been around. Like there's always been people who've seen it and talked about it. Oh, I, I think I think if I think it influenced a lot of people. Um and the movie does almost play out like a video game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. There's like there's there's different levels, right? Like there's the That's AC right. Turnbulls level and the and there's a there's an ultimate goal at the end, right? Like there's there's this yeah. place you gotta so it it totally it totally makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think like uh, it was pretty interesting too in that um, I don't know if it really launched too many careers. Um, the only actor I recognized after the review um, was uh, the was the actor who played luther um, right yeah that's david patrick kelly so arnold fans would recognize him as sully so he's the uh he's one of the uh military bad guys um that uh betray arnold schwarzenegger's character in commando he's he's the guy that he's the funny one that arnold said he'd kill him last yeah that's right but but he lied <laughs> he lied yeah um, no, I, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I, I don't think they kind of launched um, uh, many, many careers. Um, like J- James Remar, uh, who plays Ajax, has had a pretty like long career, but I don't think, but he's always been, he was like the dad in Dexter and he's been a couple other things, but he's not, he's never been a household name. And I think the guy who played Swan, uh, I forget it, Michael Beck, his next film was xanadu which was so yeah it's right. badly panned that he said that ended his career he said like he did the warriors and then he was like i'm on the upswing and then he did xanadu he's like i'm pretty much done yeah well the the warriors are almost you know it's without even trying like going back and watching the review it, it um it, it it feels like a pulp fiction classic <laughs> you know what i mean like even the way that it kind of plays out and in, in even the dialogue um and maybe that's why it appealed to a lot of the gangs because it it i wouldn't say it glorified them but something about it just appeals to that that segment of the population at the time right but um but uh spoiler alerts um from the from this point on so basically the um Warriors fight their way through the night, um, finally getting back to Coney Island where they're confronted by the people that actually shot Cyrus. Um, and there's that famous line, Curtis, that you were saying. Uh, I'll let you kind of... Mm-hmm. This is where I kind of stopped. I, I, I paused watching the movie. So and the, the, rogues, the rogues roll up to Coney Island uh, and uh, Luther has three empty beer bottles on his fingers he's clinking them and he goes warriors come out and play warriors come out and play and he does this like more times than you think would be necessary yeah <laughs> and i remember when i was a kid i thought that was amazing i was like wow that is that's a badass thing to say you know as a as, as an adult it's kind of more of the catch that you're talking about. Yeah, but, no. uh... Now I, I want to get back to the music because I, I kind of t- I mentioned it at the top, uh, top of the, the, the review. I felt like I was watching like Logan's run, which maybe we should add to the review one day. I don't think that's going to hold up well, but <laughs> I have it on DVD. Um, oh, I, I think, I think I have it on, on VHS somewhere. Um, but it, it's like, it's all synth. But there are these long chords that are just played, and, and it's—I guess—it's supposed to provide some kind of eeriness. But I—I I found it almost distracting, <laughs> in a way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was—it was—it was kind of yeah. It was kind of weird. So after the warriors dispatched Luther, that's when the DJ kicks in, and um, well. All is found out that the warriors were not behind the assassination, and the, the truce continues. Right, if I remember the movie right, and then the DJ goes into the Joel Walsh moving and credits roll. Right, yeah, okay, 
Yeah. And the gra- the Gramercy reps who were Cyrus's gang show up and uh uh they don't you don't see it, but you imagine that they take uh take care of Luther. Who's, well, they, who's... Did, they, did, they did they did dispatch the the warrior's leader. Like <laughs> Oh, know, they did. Yeah. Pretty early on, Cleon, right? Cleon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. I just wanted to say before I forget, uh, when I was talking about uh, uh, actors who went on to other things, I, I would be re- remiss if I did not uh, mention uh, Deborah Van Valkenburg, who played uh, Mercy, did go on to a successful sitcom career in the uh, Ted Knight vehicle, Too Close Com- for Comfort. Oh, there you go. So, so here, here's here's my here's my question to you, if. If you were to if you were to be one of the gang members in the Warriors, who would you who would you who would you be, Curtis? If you were... oh, if I was in in the Warriors, so I couldn't I couldn't choose to be one of the the electric eliminators of the no, mind. No, 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 no. So the, 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 to be in the Warriors, Warriors gang. Um, well, I think I think that cowboy got to wear a shirt, so he's he's pretty he's pretty good. But I think I think I would be Vermin. He seemed to he seemed to be more the most fun loving of the the warriors. Okay. What about what about what about you? Uh, only because I love his name and I, I do like his character. Um, because in the in the seventies, where black exploitation movies were were just rampant, I I I I uh, I I, re- I find myself relating to Cochise quite a bit. Yeah. Coaches, coaches, and well, coaches and vermin are are pretty are are, are inseparable. They're pretty tight. Yeah, I think yeah, that so. would be a good yeah. Be so good, there, uh, Halloween, Halloween. Are you saying Halloween costume uh, ideas? Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Cosplay, cosplay. Get enough people. I think we need like another uh, four people and cosplay at the next uh, comic book convention as the Warriors. Might need to hit the gym unless you want to be like the the <laughs> the warrior the warriors circa two thousand twenty. Oh they my let God. themselves go a little bit. Um, so, so what did uh, that being said, you you liked the movie back then? Yeah, I and and I still love it. And and um, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because it is a it is a gang it is a gang movie, which again is sort of like almost like a bygone sort of concept these days, like a gang movie of that sort of style, um, like a New York gang movie. Um, and, uh, and, and apparently it's also based on, uh, on a Greek, like a, a Greek, uh, like squad that got lost behind like enemy lines and had to make its way back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has that kind of, that kind that kind of like, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, Lord of the Rings esque trek through except through New York instead of through Merkwood or whatever. Um, but, uh, but I like it. I like it because I just really like, uh, I like it still because I like, I like the gang. I like the gangs. I like the different gangs. I think I love the catch value of this. <laughs> like I just do. I think it's so, I think it's, it's, it's just such a interesting, colorful, fun movie. So, you know, it's not just you, right? Because as I said off the top, how ingrained it is with in pop culture. So, you know, example is, um, we were saying before the show, uh, Twisted Sisters album Come Out and Play is, is a direct um, reference to the Warriors line that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's there's a Wu-Tang Clan song um off of 36 chambers that also uses that famous line um for those that watch the cartoon archer um i think it was the space episode where cyborg barry is hunting down archer and he does the same thing but instead of warriors he uses archer but he does it in that voice that you mentioned right (laughs) and Uh, i think there's i think there's a lot of references to to the dj we haven't talked about the dj who's like a really interesting character you only see her mouth she's played by uh lynn thigpen who went on to be the uh commissioner in the live action where in the world is carmen san diego game show well it, it she you know she acts as kind of like the 
the narrator, if you will, in some ways, but not directly saying what's going on. Um, and she kind of set, she kind of breaks up uh, the movie rather than doing, you know, a weird transition where, oh, the warriors have transported here, right? Because her role is basically kind of letting the rest of the gangs know what is going on. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's kind of like doing, uh, doing intelligence through, through that radio station. But she's got, you know, that, that like, uh, let's get down to it, boppers, I think gets oh, yeah. referenced a lot like that. Well, e- even Cyrus, right? Like, we're talking Booker T just took it right from him, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, just the way he carried himself. And, you know, like I said, can you dig it? Yeah. Um. You were talking about video games, so yeah, Rockstar did make a video game based on the Warriors movie. Uh, yeah, and it was it was good. I remember it being good. Um, and uh, I think Rockstar also. I think um, there's a reference in the only because only because I uh, I've recently played through it on the Xbox 360 this summer as uh, Rockstar's uh, game Bully, mm-hmm. and there's also um uh some warriors reference there as well uh to the main character but it's just very it's pretty subtle but again you know the these are references all over and i i you and i talked about the simpsons in in very early episodes there there is a warriors reference in a much later um season episode like we're talking 2014 simpsons mm-hmm. um i think uh i think it's the same thing like bart leads the rest of the bullies and trying to get their way out for framing for attacking another bully so it's it's basically the story. <laughs> yeah. um i i i really i i enjoyed it as well i i uh it, it was it was nostalgic um the the kitschiness kind of gave it a nice little uh you put it put a little smile on your face or just kind of ridiculousness into it um but uh Again, I think it told a really good story and it flowed really well. Like it didn't seem like I, I was, it didn't feel like I was looking at my watch going, okay, guys, let's, we, I get this. Let's, let's keep, let's keep it going. Um, but uh, yeah, I, um, I, I would, uh, I would say go out and see it. Warrior. Yeah. I'm sure like I got it off of rented off iTunes. Um, I don't know, Curtis, you, you, did you say you had a copy? What, kicking around? Uh, yeah, yeah. I have. A, <laughs> you. I have a copy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and and um, so apparently there is a television series being in discussions and development for some type of uh, soft reboot. I guess they could probably do a a, a sh- you know maybe a, a short segment story, twelve twelve episodes maybe. Yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see some stories from the other gang's point of view. You know, like you have these kind of like pretty 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 ri- this it's sort of like rich it's, it's it's a rich world and you only really scratch the surface in the warriors. You see things only from the warriors point of view. You you see some of the gangs like just at the beginning credits like you're just in passing. Um like the, I remember the video game flushes it out a lot more. And like you, you, you meet like a lot of the guys in like the hurricanes or, or the, uh, or or the, uh, um, the mime gang. I think was was uh, was in there quite a bit. But I'd like I'd like to, I'd like to see that world fleshed out a little bit and find out a bit more about some of these other crazy gangs. Yeah, I, I think I think it'd be worthwhile. I'm sure I'm sure there's some kind of I'm sure there's a comic book series out there somewhere where you can kind of go in and people, have, you know delve deeper in, into the into the the world of the warriors but yeah. uh that's 1979's the warriors great pick curtis um i think for next time i might bring something a little earlier but i'll i'll uh i'll keep that a secret until uh closer to the episode but uh yeah go check it out warriors um Moving on to the wonderful world of video games, Curtis, you have something in your hands that is most coveted by Nintendo fans. So I'll let you uh, explain a bit. Yeah, um, there. I believe it's uh, next week. There will be the release of the uh, uh, Mario uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, and it's uh, sort of an augmented reality uh, type game where you build 
a Mario Kart track, a physical Mario Kart track at your at your you know in in your own home. And then it comes with a a cart. You can get either Mario or Luigi and it's got a camera on the back and using your switch you drive it through the uh the track and then once it goes to the track once and you've kind of created it then you can drive that track and you can drive it against uh another player you can drive it against uh ai um opponents or you can do like a you know like a time trial race against yourself type thing but um it's kind of the the neat thing about it is just being able to um you know build the build the track how you want in your in your house and just use sort of everyday house, household items as like um hazards or or uh you know like like there was one uh, uh on the demo I saw there was one guy he set up like this um pyramid of of uh of like of like uh, cardboard blocks and one car went through the cardboard blocks and they all came down and and uh as as the guy was driving behind them they all came down and uh and and formed and formed a uh an obstacle and so you're seeing all this through through your through your screen so you're playing it like a video game on your switch but meanwhile the cars are actually driving around um dr- driving around the the track you built in your, in, in your in your house uh so it's kind of neat so so the augmented part obviously would be the pickups and the weapons would just show up in game obviously yes yeah and you can you you can customize like the so there's four gates uh that you you like they're like checkpoints and you use those to make your track and then once you're in the game you can customize those gates with like items or piranha plants or all kinds of stuff like this and you can also choose like a a different type of uh like weather so like you can have like an icy icy uh track that has you know the uh requisite ice hazards like ice blocks that will freeze your car and all this kind of stuff or a fire one um obviously like you know you're not going to be able to get like the absolute crazy tracks that you would in like a standard mario kart game although who knows maybe i'm selling human ingenuity short maybe people will make some really bizarre I I yeah I think the the hardcore people will be building they'll be tearing their house apart <laughs> like something la- super elaborate I'm sure um so the it comes with the game and it comes with a single car or yeah so it comes with a single car so there's I mean the, the thing about this is um it's limited in in the sense that you can't play it online you can only play against other people who have you need the physical car to be able to to play so unfortunately you can't design your tracks and then throw them up online and then and then get people to race them um and so everybody has to have so you can play up to four people um in local co in local uh uh head to head um but everybody has to have their own switch and everybody has to have their own car so, you know, it can get to be a fairly expensive hmm. proposition. Um, yeah, no online. And uh, the game itself is free to download, the so- like the software, but of course you need the hardware, which comes in at like a hundred and over a hundred dollars. How do you charge Canadian. how do you charge the car or does it just take battery? It comes with a USB charger. Okay. And yeah, so I suspect that it'd probably take quite a bit of power because you have to power the camera that's on the car as well, right? Yeah, yeah. You're probably gonna it's gonna one of those things where you're gonna want to charge it overnight every night kind of thing. Right. Okay. Well yeah, I'm looking forward to when you get the full deal and in, into hear about the track uh, that you build up yeah right now i have the physical part but they, they haven't released the software to me yet don't 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 just do an oval um probably to start i'll do do like maybe, maybe a figure maybe, eight maybe a figure eight <laughs> <laughs> It'll be um, pretty simple so one one game and this is an older game um that i'm playing these days uh is a way out so this is a cooperative story-based game. 
that uh, two people have to play either locally or through the PlayStation Network. Um, only one person needs to own the game, which is kind of handy. Um, but you can only play through the game with two people at once. So there is no single player campaign. Um, you have to play it through with another person. Um, and it's a s- common, well, it's a s- simple story of two men who meet in, two unlikely men who meet in jail and they uh, realize that they have a common enemy on the outside and they uh, attempt to do a jailbreak um, and then fight their way towards the uh, evildoer that put one of them in jail and the other one falsely killed his brother or something like that. Um, interesting concept. I'm, it is a bit of a four-year-old game, but I'm surprised that not more games kind of took on this format because it, it's really, really interesting. I, I found it really interesting. So I was hoping one day, Curtis, when you get yourself on PlayStation Network, we can do a, a, a Wii Play uh, or the cucumber plays uh, a segment, so we can try to play through something. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, uh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, another thing I played through since the last time we chatted, which was um, uh, Donut County. So this is a kind of a cute cell-based. Uh, well, not even cell-based. It's it's a very simple animation game, um, puzzle game, if you will, um, similar to Katamari. You control this, not bottomless, but a giant, uh, a hole. Now the hole gets bigger, uh, the more things you drop into it. So you control this hole in this, in this map and you try to find small things that will, that you can make force fall into it. And then as you, as the hole gets bigger, you can obviously drop bigger things onto it. Um, The physics are pretty neat in the game because you can toss things around there's moving things that um you can kind of tip onto its side and um and where sometimes you need to fill the hole with water and then you could also have a catapult in the hole and you know swallow a a a campfire and cause smoke to trigger something else in, in in the level it's it's pretty fun um it's and it's got a it's it's very short um, I probably finished it in a matter of three evenings, three three sit sit downs, um, but pretty addictively fun. It's got some fun music, um, but it's also a very inexpensive game. I think I bought it for like twelve bucks. I had heard things about it, and then I thought, okay, let's let's pull the trigger. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's loads of fun. I I, I would uh, I would definitely kind of say give it a try. Yeah, it wouldn't be too much of a waste of time. I I. I almost pulled the trigger on um, on Ghost of Shusimi because, well, it's on sale, and I was like, like, oh, I should really play this game because I don't want to be one of those people that, oh, you haven't played the game? It's probably the greatest game ever on PS4. Um, but maybe I'll definitely get to it probably by Christmas. I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll get myself a copy. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah. But I think if you can get it for a good price, it's be worth worth a worth a playthrough for sure. But uh, yeah. Well, I haven't heard there. any. I haven't heard many bad things about it. That's the thing, right? Yeah, no, it's it's as well as games where it's just kind of the the combat is is fun enough that even when the objects obje- objectives get repetitive, it's still just really fun to sort of play as that character. And so, like you know, you just you know it'll be like, well, take over this town from the Mongols. You know, maybe like again, but then it's like, oh, but it's kind of fun. I like taking over towns from Mongols, even if it is the same sort of. Thing. I, I heard, I heard there was they added something in the in the latest patch where if you pet every any stray dog you meet, they kind of join. You can create this army of dogs. Really, I don't yeah, think I've met any. I've, pet, I've met foxes. I've pet some foxes. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if it's dogs or foxes that they're talking about, but apparently, if you pet them in the new patch like they'll follow you and you can have like this army of animals <laughs> okay oh, i wish i had had that for my playthrough <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to you have to try that just i don't refuse to use any weapons and just try to befriend a whole bunch of pets <laughs> just let them do my bidding yeah exactly yeah you know it's kind of like um um 
that one play through uh, someone did i don't know if they actually um successfully did it was for fallout for the latest fallout so i guess fallout 4 mm. and they called it the pacifier playthrough and apparently there's a way to win through the game uh without i don't think it's not firing a weapon but not actually killing like another being or something like that <laughs> and yeah you just kind of bump up your character with you know 100 charisma and influence oh, yeah. and just, yeah. you just end up getting other people to do your bidding i like it <laughs> yeah pacifier mode yeah you know i i love it when when even game designers didn't realize oh i guess someone could do that if they wanted to but i remember playing deus ex uh human revolution and not Kill, kill, I think you had to kill bosses. Other than that, I think I just stealthed the whole way through and didn't kill anyone else. Hmm. Um. So, I guess there's uh, not much time left for the release of PS5 and Xbox Series X, whatever it's called. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> Series Series um, S and X, I think. But uh, yeah, so uh, I guess people are getting all super excited for it. Um, I, for one, I'm going to probably wait till spring. I'm going to wait for a hardware revision before <laughs> before I jump on jump on it. But I'm also kind of, you know, um, waiting for content, right? Because content is king. Content is king. It's on my radar for sure. But uh, um, I, I don't know. I might I might get both of them. Um, just because I am that much of a <laughs> of 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 a, of a freak, but uh, but but would 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 you find that there's too much crossover? Like, wouldn't when you find that? Like, yeah, I mean, that's why I didn't. That's why I usually only get one of them. Um, although, although I guess I did have a PlayStation Three and an Xbox One. They were the same same generation, I think, right? No, an Xbox, a PlayStation 3 and an Xbox 360. Sorry, I had both of those. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is. But that uh, Xbox, the the S, the one that's just that's just uh, um, that that's just media. Like there's like 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 you just download media. There's no. There's, is that the there's... one that looks like the uh, Kleenex box on its? Yeah, thing? yeah, the Kleenex box. Okay. The Xbox, it's like pretty inexpensive as far as these systems go. So, and I don't think it'll be very popular like compared to the other one. So I think like there might be a time when I can just like get that for pretty cheap. And then, and then that, that will be to play like any of the, like Halo or whatever sort of um, exclusives that they have. But, 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 but my main machine will be the PS5. Hmm. No, no, for sure. Well, I guess it'll be the race to see who gets one first. But uh, <laughs> I think uh, that that cuts us off for another episode. Um, for those that may not have noticed, both Curtis and I are all fully mic'd out now, so we're 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 like hitting the big leagues. Yeah, sounding pretty smooth. I think we are sounding very smooth, and uh, just like the Warriors, I yeah. wish. <laughs> Except I, I'm not doing. I'm not going to do the episode shirtless, at least not until uh, summertime. Uh, well, then how would they know? How would they know? <laughs> it could be all nude, all, ra- all all the time radio. All right. Well, thank you, Curtis, as always. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. <laughs>